Hello, my name is Lilia Prez, and today I will be identifying the major social groups in France on the eve of the 1789 revolution. Accessing the extent to which their aspirations were achieved in the period from the meeting of the Estates General to the Declaration of the Republic. The first, second, and third estates of France. What were these estates, and what were their goals during the Revolution? Before the French Revolution, France was divided into three different estates. The first estate was made up of clergymen, the second estate of nobility, and commoners made up the third estate. We will reach into depth on how the revolution played out and how the estates handled the changes that came from it. The first estate was made of clergy. The clergy were people of the church, such as priests and bishops. The first estate was the most privileged of the estates, having special rights, such as not being obligated to pay their taxes. This estate made up 2% of the French population and roughly controlled 10% of French land. While under the rule of King Louis XV, France had spiraled into a growing amount of debt. In an attempt to resolve the issue, the king held a meeting of the General Estates. The General Estates was a legislative assembly of the different classes of French subjects. It had a separate assembly for each of the three estates, which were called and dismissed by the king. While meeting, France's financial problems were brought to attention, and it was proposed that the first and second class began paying their full amount of taxes. Another issue that aroused during the meeting was how exactly they would vote. The king decided that each estate would vote as a body, but this angered the third estate. It meant that although the majority of French citizens were in favor of the other estates paying tax, because the other much smaller estates opposed their vote, they won. This unfair system of voting angered the third estate, urging them to stand up for themselves. With the third estate realizing how much power they could truly possess, the first estate feared that their own rights would be taken away. Although desperate to keep their special rights and luxurious lifestyles, the efforts did not pay off after the revolution with the abolishment of the different estates. The second estate in France was made up of nobles. This class held the 1% of higher class French citizens, such as generals and the wealthy. Nobles were often given high positions in government and the church. Although not as prioritized as the first estate, the second estate still held a high status and special rights such as only paying partial taxes. Likewise to the first estate, the second estate feared that if the third estate continued to rise up to them, their power would be lost. As the revolution progressed, more of the second estate's power was questioned and in the end taken away. The largest and undeniably most important estate was the third estate. This estate made up 98% of France's population and consisted of the middle class, peasants, and bourgeoisie. Although making up most of France, the third estate had a minimal amount of rights and was often put aside by the king. This mistreatment and unfairness placed on the third estate eventually led them to take matters into their own hands. On the 13th of June, 1789, the people of the third estate declared themselves a national assembly. 
and began creating their own laws and sets of rights. King Louis XV heard about what was going on and ordered that where the meeting were to be held was closed. Despite the disapproval of the king, the National Assembly marched over to a local tennis court and held the meeting there instead. After reaching the tennis court, the members took an oath to keep meeting until being recognized by the king as a legitimate and prioritized body of government, or in their words, not to separate and to reassemble whenever circumstances require until the constitution of the kingdom is established. The tennis court oath was an important historical event, marking the first days of the French Revolution. This oath was both as much a revolutionary act as it was an assertion towards the political authority. To conclude, the Third Estate's resentfulness and strength proved successful. Following the revolution, a new constitution would be written, and the French monarchy would be abolished in 1792. The changes following would pave the future political path for not only France, but other countries alongside it. Once again, my name is Lilia Prez, and thank you for listening.